Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mythos Manual. I'm your host and GM, Calder Kadavid, and with me, as always, are three discontinued flavors of Kool-Aid. Oh, wow. Um, I am Paul. I play Kafka, the crow person who is also a fighter because he contains multitudes. And I am... Oh, man. I am Godzilla Berry flavored. It was... It was a promo tie-in with that 1997 movie with Matthew Broderick. It was there was a whole commercial where the Kool-Aid man stomps through New York City and he says, "Oh yeah." And I was that flavor. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That sounds great. I bet that was delicious. No. Oh no. <laughs> it tasted like Godzilla. It tasted like the color green. <laughs> Strange. Um, I'm Christy and I play Kata Maroon, the human wear touched snake shifter, and I'm not up on my Kool-Aid flavors. But I'm going to be grape because I feel like they should discontinue it because artificial not, grape is gross. It's not good. No, bad, awful, yuck. It is nothing like grape. Also, it tastes like medicine. Yeah, I, I don't get Well, actually, well, medicine is supposed to taste like fake grape. Yeah. Right, both of which are bad. Sure. So. You know, I left out a bowl of grape-flavored Kool-Aid for weeks once, and it didn't turn into wine at all. <laughs> oh, you need to put an Instapot. Oh, yeah. you can you can use the instant pot to turn grape Kool Aid into wine. Apparently. In case our listeners are curious, Alan is a big supporter of the instant pot. Yes, and on that note, I'm Alan, and I play Domius, the somewhat vampiric psychic twink, uh, <laughs> and uh, and my I'm I'm the old timey sarsaparilla flavor. Of <laughs> I got I got discontinued long before they had commercials. <laughs> oh no! Gross. <laughs> it's just a grainy black and white footage of like an old timey vase crashing through a wooden wall, and then there's just a placard that says, "Oh yes, <laughs> oh yes." <laughs> it shatters. Yes. That's so less durable. <laughs> well, that's nice. Okay, so. As you guys might remember, you're in the dragon's jungle. You're uh-huh. in Poema, and we're having hippo lunch. Yum! A lunch made of hippo meat. What is hippo lunch today? Who is who's preparing hippo lunch today, guys? Who do you think's who? who who's cooking? Uh, I am a great cook. I will help. I will, I, will, I will help cook the the hippo. Yes, of okay. course. It's not the first time I've had hippo. You know, Tommyus, I want you to make me a. Uh, is this a craft or a profession cook check? You know, I'm gonna say profession. Cook check. Is that a wisdom or an yeah, intelligence? Yeah, it's a wisdom check. Wisdom check. Great. Awesome. If you make this really good hippo lunch, maybe I'll give like a bonus. If you fail it, maybe it's poison. Hey, <laughs> I have a 13. You know what? How did you flavor your hippo lunch? What? Tell me about. Tell me about hippo lunch. Um, I my my hippo lunch is very spicy. Uh, I use uh, I use some greens with it. I put it on a roll and I make little sandwiches out of it mm-hmm. with a nice aioli. Passes forward in the jungle, which is like maybe a yogurt or some sort of like mud, <laughs> 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 some kind of clay. Oh god! <laughs> All right, everybody, everyone enjoys it for the most part. Some of it, it's a little chewy, but it's pretty good. And you've done a fine job. Yum! In hippo. preparing hippo lunch. Uh, everyone seems in a good mood, though. You know, things have been really sad in the camp lately, but hippo lunch, people getting to go to the waterfall, people feeling a little bit better today. You know, somber, but a little bit better. They just gaze sadly over at the, at the fresh plots where, you know, the, the, the soil's been overturned in two major areas where 
da where Dalton and Genioka have been laid to rest. Wait, we we laid them to rest next to each other? Pretty nearby. I think there's, a, at this point, a small graveyard. Yeah, no, it's more just the idea that we laid someone to rest next to their own murderer. You put them on the opposite sides, you know. Okay. Of the other people who've died. Alright, fair. That's fair. Did, did we make sure to cut off their heads and stake their bodies to the ground? I was all in favor of burning the bodies and just putting markers, but no one listened to me. That would have been a good idea here. I think so too, but oh well. It's too late. People were feeling weird about it, Damius, and they were like, I, I can't watch this. Uh, so, what would you guys like to do? You have the rest of this afternoon. It's the 20th. The laborers are still hard at work at the Hall of Hostility. And everyone else is doing their own kind of thing, trying to, you know, get ready. The, the expedition's only supposed to last for about another week. We've got a lot of things that we should be doing. <laughs> yeah, so we have hag stuff. Hag stuff, the... We have Professor Suresh stuff. Oh, Latika stuff. Um... That was from your dream, Damien. Oh yes, yes, that's right. I really feel like we need to get this laughing dog thing done. You we know, we do kind of owe that to Cheldy a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we put that. We keep like putting things in front of it, and we never get it done. So I'm not opposed to because this is a this is an afternoon, and we did just find a hippo. Um, I'm not opposed to going to the dog tribe today. Yeah. In the afternoon. Yeah. Feel okay. good about that? Yeah. On our way, yeah. let's keep our eye out it's, for no. the salamander tribe. It's it's the like it's the laundry metaphor for this game. Like we eventually have to do it. We gotta stop putting things in front of it. We gotta get it done. Okay, so Okay, so you see Cheldy, she is putting down her hippo meat sandwich. She's eaten about half of it, and she's back to writing in her journal. She's you see that she is uh, sketching a quick image of it looks like maybe a Tengu in her notebook. Oh, Chelty, did you enjoy your hippo meat sandwich? I um, I gave you one of the good fatty pieces because I like you. I gave the sinewy pieces, the chewy pieces, the ones I do not like. Oh. In the background, Ka <laughs> Kafka is like still furiously chewing on his piece. <laughs> Even Archibald isn't really made any headway into his. <laughs> Archibald's just chewing endlessly on Hippo. Kata occasionally spits a piece of sinewy meat and gives it to Ka. Oh. She feeds the snake. Aww. She's feeding the snake like it's a bird. It's a bird. I've learned things from Kafka. <laughs> This is what you get for being in a multicultural setting. You learn from each other. You pick up tricks. Yeah, you tickle, you walk a mile in each other's talons, and you start to understand. Well, wonderful. So Cheldy is sketching this tengu. She sets her, she sets it down to talk to you for a moment. She's about halfway done with this uh, picture in her journal, uh, and she's. Well, thank you very much, Damis, for the fatty piece of uh, hippo. It's a little. It's a little fatty for me, I, but I, I do appreciate it. I can't eat it all. I'm gonna have some more later for dinner, I think. Oh, that is that is uh, that is good. Um, you, need, I, I suppose you need to pay attention to your figure or whatever girls do. I, I don't feel that way. I feel like I'm allowed to eat what I want when I want. But thank you for. I do, I do not know current customs. Uh, oh, it's it's you're out of fashion, and I understand <laughs> that. You've been alone in the jungle for twenty years. This is true, and I and I was not, and I was alone in the jungle with another man. So we oh, did not men. think these things. 
Well, you've missed, you know, there times have really changed out in the world, Tommy. So when we get out there, I'm going to show you. There's there's this game that people play. It's with cards, and you have to buy packs of cards all the time to keep up with the game. And and you make like little like card decks and you play against each other. It's very addicting. I'm very the into it. Does that not seem like an excuse for crass consumerism? Is no one concerned about this? Oh, I mean, people are concerned. There are a lot of think pieces being written. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason I've approached you is I'm, I we are just we have decided that we are going to find the Laughing Dog Tribe today. Oh, that's so great! I was running out of uh, things to draw. I would love to see a knoll or or their encampments. I've never been to a a real knoll tribe before. I mean, I I guess they're all probably dead, but. I would be curious to see what their homes were like. Now, now, is that sketch of Kafka or of, uh, what was the character? Genioka. Genioka. It's of Genioka. You Boo. can kind of tell. <laughs> she, like, puts up, like, see, see, look how, like, Genioka was squatter and his feathers were a little bit more kind of spilling out everywhere. She kind of demonstrates. And, like, you cannot absolutely tell any difference <laughs> at all. <laughs> but I nod. It is true. Kafka has does does have the well groomed, and flat lying feathers. Yes, it's well, true. Kafka is from uh, Kafka is from the Amiyoto Islands. Junioka was from like another from another region. And the Tengu there tend to have like she kind of starts getting into like Tengu, uh, like different uh, tribes and like the way the Tengu migration patterns throughout the world. Yeah, fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shall we? Oh, yes, okay, um, yeah. And she starts collecting her things, and she gets her, uh, her big spell book and a couple other things. Her wand is tucked into her pocket. I, I think Kafka walks up at this point and is like, Oh, hey, Cheldy. Uh, oh, hey, N nice drawing of Genioka. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, you know, after what happened the other day, I just, I just felt I, I didn't spend enough time with Genioka. And just something, maybe to send to his family or something. Well, let's go. Um, <laughs> I'm sad now. <laughs> Before I leave, I could use a Senbu bean paste and maybe one of those sweet, sweet touches from my uh, from your from my close boyfriend. Okay. Oh, that's right. I think uh, Shaka says boyfriend, huh? All right. Well, I'm not sure if I'm into labels, but <laughs> <laughs> we, you, it is you and I in the jungle. What does it matter if there are labels or no labels? You're right. You're right. Here, I'll, I'll give you a little little boost, babe. He boosts you. I roll garbage, but it's gonna be nine HPs. Okay, that's not bad. And then does 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 anybody happen to have? Assembly bean paste available? I do. You can have one. And that does me good. Thank you. Great. Um, before we leave, I need to run back to the Hall of Agriculture and I need to plant some peppers. Okay, great. Why don't you go do Two that? seconds. Plant your peppers. I'm sorry. I must go find Monica and solve my plant problem. Okay. Um, hi. How are you? Hey. How are my plants? They're doing so good. This curse has been lifted. Woo. Everything's feeling really nice in here. I got greens. It's really green in here now. She's, a bunch of the, there's a couple rows of these things, and the three big seeds you've planted are are now kind of growing pretty well. Okay, because I don't first, know if I ever planted the peppers, so that the peppers ones. The, oh, right, so the last one, but the <laughs> the first one he planted is is has bloomed and has created a plant. That was a, a tomato. A, a tomato. The to, the first you have got you've received a perfect tomato. What can I do with the perfect tomato? It has some sort of 
It glows with some sort of magical property. If you were to consume it, it might do some sort of good effect for you. But you're not totally sure. You'd have to maybe either do a knowledge of nature or arcana check to really kind of get a sense of what this tomato might do. Let's do a nature check real quick. You got it. That's not bad at all. 22. 22? Mm -hmm. Hey, you know what? You find out. So this is going to... Give me a second, because now I have to go pull that file up. Oops, sorry. They're not all together. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, okay. It is the tomato, right? Mm -hmm. The tomato counts as a remove enchantment spell mm. once consumed. Mm. Or break enchantment. Break enchantment. Cool. It's very good. It's very That's powerful. exciting. All right, while well, we transplant the berries, which have been growing in the speed pot, to the next row, or I tell Monica to transport the berries. And we're gonna plant the peppers in Pick the speed pot. A pack of pickled peppers! Well, we can't pickle them until after they're grown. That's not how that works. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, can you plant the peppers, please, in the fancy pot that grows things fast? Sure. Thank she you. goes to work on that. And I think as soon as Kata leaves, uh, one, of the one of the flower pots moves, and then from within the flower pot, Hadami just pokes his head up. He's been hiding under a flower. Worst. <laughs> oh, I love it. And and then they continue to make out. Woo! Yes. The yeah, the studio audience, the studio audience loves audience. it. <laughs> Can't get enough of that. Uh, sweep, sweep. Yeah, right? Um, I rejoined the group with my perfect tomato. Yeah. I'm going to save for later. Mm -hmm. That is a lovely tomato. Yeah, I'm thinking... We should probably save it on the... It does really cool things. What does it do? Um, it's a break enchantment spell. Like, if you eat it, it'll break an enchantment. I'm pretty sure we should save it for Suresh. <laughs> how, how ironic, though, that you, would, that you would grow a tomato now that breaks enchantments the day after it could have been useful. Well, yeah, Kata. What's the I, deal with that? I forgot to check on my tomato. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. oh, so, <laughs> had you checked on your tomato yesterday, perhaps Maybe Dalton would still be alive. Don't put that on me, that's awful! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does sound like Dalton would have like a better chance of being alive. Okay, but I think we should still use it on Suresh, and arguably Suresh is probably more important than Dalton was. I'm sorry, Dalton. So, so, here's a question. If we get like the magic pepper, and the magic tomato, and like a magic onion, could we make like a magic marinara sauce. Except we don't have onions, we have berries. And I don't think you want to combine berries with tomatoes with peppers. That Tom sounds terrible. Tomatoes are a berry. Tomatoes are a berry, yo! <laughs> okay, the, the, but... The, it's worthless knowledge, but it's knowledge. Was it Deontay who said that in the scene just now? <laughs> Actually, tomatoes are a berry. Shut up, Deontay! Go back to go back to excavating! Uh, he goes, he's got a big pink in his hand. <laughs> I'm a doctor. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Um, then I guess off we go to look for the Laughing Dog Tribe. Wonderful. Yeah, and as we do that, I want to do some Discovery Point stuff because we have not looked for Discovery Points in a while, and... Um, well, this would actually be a spending of Discovery Points. Yeah. Oh, I see. So I can't spend while we invest? You cannot spend while you invest. Nope. But that's how investment works. <laughs> you gotta spend money to make money, Paul. Yeah, I have to spend discovery points to make discovery points. <laughs> we should be willing to spend up to six to how find the Null Tribe. Because how many did he say it would take to find uh, Olatika? Nothing costs more than ten was the rule. Cool. In general. So yep. then let's have ten. Yes, when it comes time to look for oh, that. Oh, I just put... I, this would take us down to eight if it actually takes six. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's cool. Then we could get two more. Yeah. 
and then go to Oteca. Sounds good to me. I also doubt Oteca. it. Oteca. Hang, hang on. Let's hear that name again. Oleteca. Let's hear that name again. Oletika. Oletika. Oh, come on. I was... I'm I was, helping. I was going to milk it for like two more times. <laughs> Would you like to know how I spelled Oletika so that I could remember how to say it? Yes. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated now. O-A-T-L-A-T-Q-K-A. That is not how <laughs> I chose to spell it, but you know, that's fine. There should It's one of those things where it doesn't, there doesn't need to be a, a you know, it's, it's by, you know... It, it's a podcast. Uh, spelling doesn't count. Exactly. Yeah. It's my very as own shorthand as, as so as that as I can pronounce things right on the yeah. microphone. As long as you're pronouncing Oatlatika correctly, I don't really care how you spell it. Sweet. Yeah. So, anyway. I, I was close, though. I was pretty close. You were <laughs> in the range. Yeah. Yeah. The, there was, like, a neighborhood, and, like, you're the next neighborhood over. All right. <laughs> so you're spending six? Up to six. Okay. Name your price, old man. Don't cost me six. It costs six, exactly. Oh, Why did it right? Uh... We should but, have never told him we were willing to spend six. I know. But you've walked through the jungle for a while, and you've wandered pretty far west at this point, to the western side of the valley, finding old signs of of knoll civilization, some knoll uh, spots and trees that were the yeah, obviously had built some sort of lookout system, things like that. But though they're all they're all long, long abandoned. Do we even get any sense of of null culture? Like, do we any sort of like art or artifacts or designs? As we're, or is it all utilitarian? It's a great question. Well, in your, because this is what you're passing. It's been about some time. You see, yes, you do recognize that there is some re- recurring imagery in the structures that you're finding that are left behind by this tribe. Why don't you make a knowledge religion check if you have it? To identify some of these. Uh, yeah, of course I have it. I'm the smart one. Ugh. I got a 14 on that. 14? You do recognize there's a lot of effigies and imagery that evokes the goddess Lamashtu, the mother of monsters. Ooh. Okay. What alignment is that goddess? Chaotic evil. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I mean, that makes sense. They're gnolls, right? Are all gnolls chaotic evil? They are either... They usually range between chaotic neutral and chaotic evil. Okay. Alright, but they don't all have to be. Like, have we learned nothing from the out, from the outcast of Redwall? That's right. Actually, even... No, by treating Vale like he was vermin the, his entire life, they doomed him to become vermin. That's right. And he still had the soul of a Redwaller anyway. I feel very strongly about this. <laughs> How does he not get a redemption story, but Tagarung does when it's just that same premise inverted? Why, Brian Jakes? Uh, Why, Brian Jakes? He's got a very like strong sense of like there are just evil aligned animal races. I don't know, Redwall. It's deeply uncomfortable, and I have strong feelings about it for off the mic. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you guys do find this place, and it's very exciting. So. It doesn't need to be exciting. It, it just needs to be simple <laughs> yeah. and easy and done quickly. Yeah, like, it can it can be elegant. People think it means fancy. It means simple. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as you wander through the jungle and you're getting closer and closer, you see some icon- uh, iconography of Lamashtu, and, you, and then you suddenly stumble upon what looks like a large collection of sticks in the ground, that are upturned, that are that are, have been deliberately placed in the ground, almost like as a marker. And there is a couple dozen of these, and they're all in a row. And you look to up at just like maybe a couple 
100 meters or so up ahead of you is a sheer rock wall cliffside that kind of borders this part of the valley. Just a huge set of cliffs. <laughs> what would you like to do? So it's cliff dwellings. Well, we don't know if it's necessarily cliff dwellings, but, I mean, it seems like the logical thing to do would be to go up, and I guess that would fall to me as resident Strongboy. You're not right? at the cliff. You're, you're, you see that up ahead of you. You're still kind of in the jungle. You're a little... The cliff's a little further up ahead. Right now, you just kind of see these, like, sticks that are poking out of the ground. Towards us? Uh, no, not po- they're poking ri- uh, straight, straight up. Straight up, okay. There's dozens of them. Is there, like, some kind of... Is there some kind of knowledge check that Kafka doesn't have to maybe determine their purpose? I would allow maybe local or religion. Nope. I can do either. My guess is human sacrifice. Oh, I have a 24 religion. Your best guess, Alan, would be that these are simple graves. Oh, they're just grave markers. They're grave markers. These are just grave markers. Oh. Do they look fresh? They look about five years old. Cool. So that would link up with what other events in the jungle that we know about, guys? The forty years. How many years old, sir? Five. Five. Five, Five years old. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it links with anything that we. Poema. Know. Poema. Not Poema. Leroy was destroyed twenty years ago. It yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Was way recent. Leroy was destroyed twenty. Just to kind of recap, Leroy was destroyed twenty years ago. At some point, you know that the Nagaji tribe was destroyed. Was destroyed shortly after that. So it seems like it seems like they were. They were, the Nagaji tribe died then sometime within the last five years. The Laughing Dog tribe got killed. When did the Herald and the and the Heretic split from each other? When did the Hag take over, you mean? Yeah. You know that the Herald assumed c- control of the Charuka tribe about 20 years ago. Okay. And the Heretic and him split up probably... You, number, you, you got the sense of it being a couple of years ago. So okay. it could have been about five. Okay, cool. I'm just... So many things are going no, on no, in this there's jungle. No, no, there's, there's It's a bit of a mystery, and I want to keep everything in, in your guys' minds. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I, yeah, I want to do a perception check to get some sense of... Okay, I don't know if this is actually what a perception check is good for. I guess one mm-hmm. question I have is, like, did Knowles make these graves, or were they made by something else? That's a good question. Oh, you can give me... I'll just allow a general wisdom check. Okay. Kafka's actually good at that. That is a 19. You do know this, and absolutely, your best guess, you couldn't tell exactly what creature dug these graves, but these are definitely graves that were dug by somebody, somebody who had enough care to want to dig a number of graves. Are they knoll-sized graves? Yes, they are. Cool. That's what I thought. Um, They're a little bit bigger than like what you'd expect from a Tanguar human grave. Got it. Okay. But are there any cultural references in the markers themselves that would suggest the cult, the knoll things we saw previously? Very, very simple effigies are carved into the sticks of Lamash too. Lamash too. Okay, so probably fairly likely that these were... This is the thing that Paul was putting together, not necessarily Kafka. Mm-hmm. That likely these are knolls making knoll graves, meaning that the knolls aren't all completely ex- extinct, at least as far as we can tell. Or at least they weren't five years ago. Yes, or they weren't when these graves were Yeah, dug. they totally could have been wiped out since, or they could have just gone elsewhere. You got this, You do get the sense that these graves were all dug at the same time. Yeah. How many of them again? A couple dozen, we'll say probably about 30. Oof, okay. Well. It may mm. not have been their only village, too. There might just be one Laughing Dog village. I don't know. It's, it's true. We never actually heard much about their culture. What does Shelly have to say about this? Shelly looks around. She, she's studying the six, and 
she she kind of comes to a very similar conclusion. She, she says these these were dealt with absolute care. You can tell that they they had to do them obviously very quickly. Something something did something to a number of the tribes people here. It looks like, and they a number of them died at once. It looks like all of these effigies were carved by the same by the same person. Hmm. Or oh, you mean there is a single a single knoll? Uh, dug these graves. That would be my guess, yes, that, the, that a single creature probably dug all of these. Or at least made the markers for them. Yes. Hmm. But the, certainly no other creature but the knoll would care enough about knolls to dig these graves. I would assume so, unless there was some sort of an allied tribe or something like that. Or maybe one of the hags. But according to what we've learned, the only allied tribe that the Laughing Dog tribe had here were the Charoka. Hmm. Okay. Okay, interesting. Well, what, is there anything else of note? In not this? in this little lay like, in this little clearing. No. Okay, so we keep going. Yeah. Okay. Do we think that gnolls live in cliffs? That doesn't. That's not really consistent with how hyenas live. Yeah, right. Hyenas are plains animals. I mean, hyenas are not gnolls, but. Do I need to turn into some um, leaves and go find out what's in the? Cliff? You could. Like, wow, Kafka. Uh, Crows don't go to college either. <laughs> so. It's a Bailey School Kids novel. Crows oh, don't go to college. college. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, Scholastic, get at us. <laughs> we're gonna it's bring time for a relaunch. We're gonna bring back the book club with those 110 page novellas that they've released every month. It's gonna be great. Cal's got Bailey School Kids. I've got Animorphs. Yeah. We're moving past these graves, correct? Okay. And now we are moving towards the cliffs. You move, as you move towards the cliffs, you see large ovular holes, big caves that have been carved into this granite cliff face. This cliff face goes up about 200 feet, and it borders the entire western side of the valley. So they're like, okay, so they're like cave-sized, right? They're not like knoll-shaped holes, like Junji Ito style. They are not Junji Ito cave-shaped holes <laughs> with like with weirder <laughs> things on the other ends that they come out looking all squiggly. They're not knoll holes. No, but, they're not knoll holes. But I was right. They are. This is a cave dwelling. They this are a cave cl- dwelling. They seem to be a cave dwelling culture. Strange. I, so. I resignedly, Kafka like hand, hands over a dollar to Domius. <laughs> I think Chelsea looks. Uh, like she just perks up at looking at these holes. She says, "This is fascinating. I've never seen anything anything like this." And she starts immediately drawing them into her journal. And you guys are clo- getting closer and closer. And as she's drawing to her journal, suddenly, a massive spear just lands right in front of the group of you. Ah. Whoa, oh. whoa! Everybody back! Quick, Damius, poke me with mage armor. Pop. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I quickly pop her with a mage armor. And I draw my bow. Okay. You got. Uh, Wait, does Cheldy speak Knoll? Do we know this? Does Cheldy speak Knoll? She immediately. Is well, do actually, do we know their Knolls yet? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yes, here's the thing. Hang on. No, I'm gonna make a perception check. <laughs> Somebody should. Okay, and that's going to be a uh, 24 perception. What do I see, Colt? You see, four Knolls are at the edges of these caves. These cave. Three of them are about 20 feet up into uh, off the ground, and another one's about 40 feet off the ground. And as soon as that spear lands up, Cheldy sees these gnolls, her eyes light up, and she gets, like, this big smile on her face. And she waves her hand really widely to the gnoll who just threw a spear at her. I think all three of us, like, smack our foreheads <laughs> at the same time. And she, and she says something in kind of, like, this, like, barking tongue. She's like, she, it sounds almost like, like, she's like, yep, 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 yep. And the knoll barks back at her, and another spear is thrown. And the... Um, oh, no. And it hits Sheldy right in the shoulder. No! And she flies out. 
Everyone roll for initiative. No. Uh, I got a 24. All right, Kafka, you. 24. Beautiful. Kata? 14. Great. And sweet Damius? Seven. Garbage. Uh. But you are a good person. So <laughs> just not your role. The itself was garbage. Alan, why are you not trying hard enough? Christy and I are clearly pulling our weight, and here you are rolling sevens on purpose. Sometimes I just want to sit back and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Kafka... You see these gnolls, they're up on the, in these caves. What do you do? Okay, uh, I think like straight out of an action movie, I'm like dodging and weaving and juking all the way to uh, this tree on the far right side of the field. So I'm in some cover. Mm-hmm. Um, Archibald comes with me, of course. Yep. Uh, you know, gotta, gotta get a good grade. But being in that cover gives me good line of sight on this knoll over here uh, on the far left side yes, of the Yes, it does. Yeah, map. you can see him pretty well. Yeah, so I am going to use my remaining two actions to fire off two shots. Uh, now, for for listeners from last time, I have this sweet new family bow that I inherited <clears throat> from Dalton, and <laughs> it's Animal Bane, but gnolls are not animals, as I have learned. They're merely animal folk. It's true, and in that regard, they're not so different from me, um, and that's something that I have to sit with and reflect on uh, as I consider the hurt that my words have caused, mm-hmm. but, and also the hurt that my arrows cause. <laughs> uh, <laughs> roll, for, roll to see if you hit. All right, uh, that... I was just rolling for effect. I accidentally rolled a crit, but we're not going to go for it. I know. Yeah. Um, uh, so does a 24 hit? 24 is going to hit. Cool. And uh, even more. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, I, I'm rolling really well here. So then that's going to be... Oh, and a longbow uses D8 damage, right? It does. It does. Cool. This is such a nice upgrade from the shortbow I was using before. Right, so that plus... And it's composite, so I get to add strength. Okay, that's 11 damage. 11 demoges. That's not the unit of damage. We we use HP, Cal. Is this is this the thing you learn from when studying abroad? <laughs> All right. And uh, you see, uh, so your your um, your arrows sink into the side of this knoll, and it lets out a high pitched yelp. The knoll and the highest. Wait, wait, what does a high pitched yelp sound like? It sounds kind of like a like a yelp 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 yelp. <laughs> like it's one of those yelps. And you see at the very height, the tallest cave here, uh, uh, what looks maybe like a little bit of an older knoll. She is wearing a long green robe. She's got an enormous headdress on that is made out of bone and bits of uh, wood and carvings and paint, it looks like. She's got a big uh, iron... uh, What's what I'm looking for? Uh, No, you know, she's got a big ivory carved holy symbol of Lamashtu around her neck. And she's got a big, uh, what looks like a staff in one hand. She looks down at you with her red eyes. She snarls. And three razor-sharp ghostly blades start circling her head. And she casts them out at the group of you, targeting mm, Kata specifically. Hey. Wait, wait, can I spell ca- can I spellcraft this? You may spellcraft this. Uh, I rolled a one. Yeah, <laughs> well. Garbage. It's some sort of... Blade spell. Yeah. Oh, no. Why does nothing cool ever work out for me? Yay, I'm okay. <laughs> they all, all three of the blades somehow miss, which is dumb. But well, it's, fine. it's the mage armor. Like, yeah. what, what does that look like? Yeah, I, that's true. So you're right. So because of the help, helpful, helpful mage armor and your thick 
snaky hide. Not a snake yet, but okay. You, I just assume you're at all time kind of a snaky hide. Kind yeah, I'm of girl. kind of in a hybrid form, so I guess it's a little bit snaky. So you just repel these blades right off your back somehow, and it's very cool looking. <laughs> uh, and she curses and snarls and yells at you in in her barking tongue. Uh, the other gnoll on the far right is going to throw his spear at Kafka. How can he see me? You just have cover. Yeah. How far can they throw those? Pretty far. Like they're, they 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 get an advantage because they're up so high. Mm. Gravity. And I think they're all gonna miss because I rolled. I just I'm not good at rolling dice. I used to be good at rolling dice, <laughs> and I no longer I no longer am. Okay, Paul, the best I can do to hit you is going to be 17. No, that's not going to do it. That's a shame. I think it just doesn't even come close to me. Yep, Kata, your turn. Huzzah! I turn into a snake. Boom. You've transformed into a into a full snake or your hybrid form? I'm in my hybrid form. Like, okay. the, the big one, not the, like, weird... Weird touched semi form. I'm now, I'm now a wear You snake just, form. you turned into... Wait, wait, I, I thought the hybrid form was the wear snake form. No, not technically. Because I thought there's a hybrid form, and then there's this part where you just are a snake. Yeah. I, I'm just kind of snaky. This is the wear touch snake. So yes, this is still hybrid. I still have claws. Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. How do they react to you doing that? They all uh, barkedly yell at each other and excitedly. Wait, what does that sound like? Barkedly, you say. It's barkedly. What does it barkedly mean? <laughs> you know, like gnolls. Yeah. Do. This is getting problematic. We think they like snakes, though, right? Don't we think they like snakes? If the who didn't like snakes? Who likes snakes? It's a good point. But you're thinking of Zoran Nagam, yeah, who does not like, like snakes. snakes. Correct. Whatever. I'm the snake. So I turn into a snake, and then I spend my next two actions running all the way up to the ladders. Oh, yeah. That sounds about right to me. Okay, so you just spend your rest of your turn moving? That's as far as I can get. Is I'm turning into a snake there. an action? Uh, okay. um, I'm pretty sure it's at least one action. I guess the question is, is it one or is it two actions? It's definitely only one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, you do that. Kata, the knoll right above you looks down at you, barks something, and then throws some spears down at you. Fuck, I cannot roll over like an eight. Oh, those actually will do. Okay. Well, one of them might hit, Christy. It's gonna be still pretty bad. How does 19 do? Nope. Well, cool. Alright. Cheldy's turn. Cheldy approaches, she keeps her arms kind of out, and she continues to try to speak in this uh, barking tongue. Uh, and she kind of repeats something out to her, to these gnolls, and she's going to try to maybe, maybe communicate. <gasps> now I roll a nat 20 when I'm trying to do something like this. Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. I want to hit things. No, Chelsea's a great diplomat, though. Instead, I'm just being yeah, she's awesome. diplomatic. Yeah. Dumb. Okay, fine. Um, okay. Well, Chelsea says something to these groups of gnolls, and the one up top talks back to her and then she says something back to them and combat resumes and like everything's still very tense but Chaldi looks at you guys and she says I think that's their mom oh okay so they're a clan Damius what would you like to do how far up is mom mom is about 40 feet up really yes so I can't reach her with any spells at all I don't know I don't know your range so the other gnolls are like how far up? 20. 
20 feet up. Great. Fantastic. This one knoll over here that's like in the middle right there. Um, I am going to look him in the eye. I know my dark half activates. Okay. Um, I'm angry suddenly. Okay. My eyes go black. Right. Uh, and uh, he has to make a will save. Ooh. Would you believe that my will save isn't like... Actually, it's definitely no, it's not very good. I didn't think it would be. It's not very good at all. I got a seven. Yeah. Cause fear. It emits a high-pitched squeal and then turns around and darts into the back of the cave. Kafka. The one that uh, I've already been shooting at. Mm-hmm. Um, I fire off two more arrows. No, three more arrows. Let's, let's really go in on this. Okay. I've got the sweet-ass bow. Why not use it? Can I get those two d20s, please? Thank you very much. Oof. Okay, not so great that time. But uh, will a 21 hit? 21 will hit? Cool, it's the only one that does. The uh, the other two were pretty rough. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's going to be... Ooh, and minimal damage. Three damage. All right. Well, he that you hit the same one again. He looks he looks pretty hurt. Pretty pretty hurt. Yeah, that was oof. That was rough, guys. I rolled a lot of ones. That is upsetting. Yeah, and I'm just gonna stay in cover. Okay, that makes sense. The knoll up on high. She sees you, Kafka. She is less than thrilled with you. How could you see me? I'm in cover. You're in cover. Cover doesn't mean that you're completely obscured, though. Cover just means you're like. You're partially obscured. No, I'm covered. <laughs> I'm, I'm covered. That's why it's called cover. I, uh, and she says some dark words, and then she directs them at you, and... Wait, wait, is she going to cast another obscure spell from People to Sands? Is it maybe going to be another Can I do a spellcraft? Spell? You can do a spellcraft. Oh, it's time to get it. I got like a 27. Okay, she is casting the spell Contagion, which is not from People oh, to Sands. Oh, yeah, okay. I need Kafka to make a fortitude save as she says some dark words and directs a spell at you. What? Aw, but... What? But I'm in cover. (laughs) Oof. Okay, that's a 20. No, not 20. Sorry, 18. My bad. 18? Yeah. It's just high. You're fine. You shake it off. You feel feel a sickness trying to invade you, but then you flex it out. Yeah, I do. (laughs) And she's upset because none of her spells have hit. That's what you get for using spells from a splat book. They're not tried and true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The knoll farthest to the left is going to throw a spear at Damius. Ooh, Damius, how does 20 do for me? Yes. Okay. Ooh. Okay, okay. and I think the second one's going to be 12 plus 5, so 17? No. Okay, so only one's going to hit... Dominus, you're going to take five damage as a spear sinks into your leg. Ow. Kata. I'm going to climb up that ladder and eat this guy's face. Okay. Because I can climb like a boss as a snake. Oh, that's, you have a climb speed, don't you? Yeah. Okay, great. I get to climb at 30 feet um, per you- action, and I have a huge bonus to climbing because I'm cool. You are cool. Yeah. All right. Tell us about your huge raging bonus, Christy. It's awesome. Let me tell you about how awesome. All right, your, your bonus is huge. Is. It's so good. Your, your throbbing bonus. Your throbbing it's, bonus is huge. It's the best. Um, do you want me to roll a climb check? I do you no. If you have a climb speed, you never have to roll a climb check. Fantastic. I also get really neat abilities. Anyway, awesome. Up, Almost never. Up I go, and then I'm gonna bite claw. 
Okay. So the second claw is at a negative. Yep. I'm also power attacking. Uh, okay. My bite's gonna happen. My claw is definitely not gonna happen. Tell me about this bite. This bite gets a math 23 to hit. Oh, it's gonna hit. Yeah, it's gonna that's, hit. That's what I thought. It's gonna give it to you. Please take 13 damage. Oh, damn! Oh, damn, 13 oh, I, damage. I lied. That's math. 12 damage. <laughs> well, is, is it like he takes that arrow and he, like, ducks back into the cave and then, like, he there's, like, silence and then after a moment he, like, pokes his head out just far enough for a huge snake mouth to engulf his face? Jump, jump. It's sort of like that, yeah. It's Is he dead? Let's see if he's dead. I'm just killing this poor Knoll woman's family. Well, I'm intimidating no. her to keep her so we can keep her. She also can't fire anything at me when I'm in the other. You bite into this Knoll's face and you blood kind of goes everywhere. It lets out a high-pitched squeal, goes silent, and collapses to the ground. Is it dead or just unconscious? Make a heal check. Not so high. Twelve. It's unconscious. Okay. But dying. I'd like it to stay unconscious. I'll probably kidnap it. All right. Sheldy calls out again one last time to this uh, Noel woman. And she says something to her. And the Noel woman yells something. And the other, the last remaining Noel who's in combat puts it, drops his spear to the ground. And there's a moment where she steps forward and looks out over the ledge. And call and says something in, a, in kind of a, a broken tongue. Who dares enter my village? You must work for the treacherous Charuka. Be gone. Leave me and my pups alone. We definitely do not work for the Charuka. You are shaped like them. You smell like them. Oh, it, uh, I'm a snake. No, I'm a I'm a bird. I am dating a Venora. It rubs off. <laughs> <laughs> I am not the Venora, but one of my best friends is. <laughs> uh, she calls down to the, her her other pups, and they both respond back. The one who's got been scared kind of inches back forward the mouth of the cave. <laughs> he looks freaked out. <laughs> uh, we do not want to hurt your pups. We wish. We only wish to come. We only wish to talk. You wish to speak? What do you want possibly from me? I am Dreth Brightclaw, the shaman of the Laughing Dog tribe. That's Who cool. Cheldy really wanted to meet you. I, hi. And she just kind of like is looking real excited. Please, miss, I I didn't know you spoke common. This makes us much easier. My my knoll is, is pretty bad. It is atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> you should be embarrassed for the way you speak my knoll tongue. What did she say to you? She asked me for breakfast. <laughs> I, oh. You will find no breakfast here. <laughs> Pups, are you okay? Are you okay, my babies? I and accidentally maybe injured this one. I'll help you heal it, though, if you promise not to murder us. Fine. If you will stand down, we shall also stand down. But you will not tell the Charoka that we are here. We, 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 apparently we share the same enemy. The Sharika are our enemy as well. They are trying to kill us. Oh, they are? They would like to do to us what they have done to so many of you, of yours. Well, okay then. I'm I'm coming down. No funny business. And and she crawls down the, the side of the cave on the rope ladder. The other two pups come down too. 
I carry the other one down with me. You see, you notice that you're, once you're closer, you see that the other gnolls that aren't her are like teenagers. Aww. They're kind of like awkward and a little ganglier than you, like maybe you've seen, if you've seen gnolls before, like how they're usually depicted. They're clearly kind of young. She looks up to you and she says, what do you want? What, what do you want with me? Well, Tildy, our, our associate Tildy here, was we thought that you were extinct. And we had come here to sort of learn more about your people. But we were so happy to see that you are, that you are still alive and still here. Well, yes, here I am, alive. The last surviving member of the Laughing Dog tribe. A proud tribe. A powerful tribe. But I am all that remains now. Was it the Joker? It was. was they it, were. It was the Herald. It was that Herald. A lot. The Charuka have been the allies of the Laughing Dog Tribe for generations. We both worshipped demons. We both conspired in dark blood magic. We could trade in souls and other artifacts, but they turned on us too. Well, we happen to know some things about this that might um, awaken you. Awaken me how? The uh, the herald is not the is not a charuka. He seems like a charuka. He smells like charuka. Uh, no, he uh, he is a she, and she is a is a hag. She's a hag disi- disguised as a charuka, and she has deceived her people, or his people. Oh, well, that is those people. Those. <laughs> <laughs> that is something. I okay. She, you see that she produces like this law, like this big strip of meat, and starts scarfing it down. Sorry, I am, I am famished. It is the my, the curse I am under. I'm I'm never full. I am always hungry. You're under a curse. I am. It is it is part of my duty as the as the great shaman to the Laughing Dog Tribe. At one point, I would oversee all sorts of religious rites for our people. I would prepare our warriors for battle and our sacrifices. Now I just take care of my pups. That's that they are all I have left of my tribe. Do, do you wish to have the curse reversed? There, there is no reversing this curse, I'm afraid. This is part it of is, her religion, I suppose. It is part of... It is where I draw my magical power from. Oh, so you're an oracle. I am, actually, yes. <laughs> Crazy. Wow, what, what a really great addition from the advanced player guide. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a splat book. <laughs> Which has only worthless things. <laughs> so, uh, when I was a young, when I was a boy in uh, Leroy, many, many, you know, years ago, we I had heard about the Laughing Dog Tribe, and while you were ferocious and and to be feared, uh, you did not you did not cross outside your territory the way that the Charaka have. Well, that was always that was always the thing, wasn't it? That. The Orchid Valley, we were divided into different groups. Occasionally, sure, we might raid the Gripply tribe or the Nagaji tribe, but never the Charuka tribe. They were our allies. We would trade in, in slaves and, and goods and souls. And the Gripply, I mean, we've met the Gripply, and they seem to deserve anything that happens to them. Yes, yeah, they are weak, disgusting creatures. Kind of slimy. And untrustworthy. Shady Gripply. They have no honor. None. I like her. He's cool. Okay, do you want to be friends, or do you want to just live in this cave thing? Are you cool with the cave thing? I want nothing to do with you outsiders. All right, so you're okay in these caves? We are fine. We are. I'm gathering it. Once my pups are strong enough, we will make the journey out. 
I must find good mates for my pups. I, I des- they deserve that much. Wow, that's well, noble. A good mate is hard to find. Yes, there are no more gnolls left in Orchid Valley. We will have to travel out, find a new tribe of gnolls. Is, is there any way that we may assist you with this? We do not want the gnolls exterminated, or your people, the Laughing Dog tribe, to disappear. Thank you. I such strange kindness coming from an outsider. Do you also worship the mother of monsters? Uh, no, but my mother fell in love with a monster, so to speak. She did. You know what, Alan? Make a diplomacy check. That's good roleplay right there. Ooh. Nice. It's it's good. It's a 23. Alan, know what you just want? Where's the emerald? Oh, yes, emerald. It's your mother married you, so you know of monsters. I do. You know that monsters, we all have an appetite for destruction, an appetite for danger. But we know family. We know that there are rules. I, I carry such darkness within me still. But I do understand that I do understand what rules are. She comes close to you and she takes like a big smell around you and like puts her like enormous paw against your chest. And she kind of, and she closes her eyes for a moment. I feel it. I feel your darkness. It calls to me. It is very strong. You're okay. (laughs) (laughs) Put my hand on her head. (laughs) That. Doesn't it seem that that your pups are ready to fight the Sharaka? So I think that the only thing that we can do for you is to help you out of the valley. Yes, if you would help me and my pups out of the valley. That is, that is quite the feat. It is so hard to leave the valley. I've tried several times now on my own when I was pregnant with my pups, but those Charoka and the Gurions guarding most of the borders. There is perhaps one thing that we could get in return, though. What would you, what could, what would you even like? I slaughtered this name. There is a place that we are looking for, and if you need clues, you can give us. Oroteka? Oletika? Oletika. Okay. The place that we were looking for, Oletika. You you wish to summon Oletika, and she spits. <laughs> <laughs> we believe yeah. that Oletika is the one thing that will help us defeat the Charakar. I suppose he might be able to. Yes, he... Oletika, he was always very formidable in the legends. I've never seen him myself. He, he hasn't been to Orchid Valley in several, several decades, as far as I understand. Like, like two decades? After the destruction of my tribe, I tried to take the path out of the valley through the Otlatika path, but I'd seen that the Charuka had destroyed the bridges that connected them. Of course. That is what we're looking for, the bridges that connected them. That is the way that we would like to go. Yeah, can you point to that on a map? Perhaps that is the way that we help you escape. (laughs) I I suppose I could help. Uh, um, You know, she'll help you out. You can give yourself um, two discovery points. Wouldn't you know that brings us to ten? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and in the meantime, it might be good if you come back to our camp. Why would I go to your camp? Because they're in the middle of exterminating everybody in this jungle right now. They haven't found you yet, but they're going to find you eventually. And the five of you couldn't even stand the four of you couldn't even stand up to us. We, on the other hand, have beaten them back uh I don't know how many times. Feels like anytime we have a slow night, a bunch of them show up on our border, and then we kill them all. So, um, if you want to get out of this jungle alive, it might be good to stick close to us. 
And we then would benefit from your strength as well. There's a lot of bananas. We have hippo. We have a lot of hippo. So much hippo. <laughs> it's going to go bad. You would take me, Dreth Brightclaw, and my pups to your camp? You would do this? You trusting Noel? Is that... Why would we not? I feel like our group's going to object, but we say yes, so... I, from what I understand, the, the, the ones that look like you, they, they hate us. They hate the animal folk. Tengu are okay. The rest <laughs> of them, though... <laughs> I mean, have you ever behaved, like, chaotically to them that might give them, like, any reason at all? Well, we had a few run-ins with those with those awful humans when they lived in the, that colony by the water. Oh, you mean his hometown? Yeah, that's where you... A blight on the jungle. Oh. Yeah, okay, so, like, listen, like, we want to bring you back. We want to do a solid for you, but you got to be chill about this. Like, <laughs> you you do not have a whole lot of options. Like, I know you're chaotic. I respect it. I'm also a chaotic thing and a neutral thing, but I need you to be a lot more neutral than you are chaotic. Like, just for now. Like, after we get out of this jungle, go do go do you. But like in the meantime. Or if you don't want to come back with us, you could stay here and we could just come swoop you up when we go to the Oatlatika thing. If you last that long. These are your options. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what, did we make friends with the Nolts? Well, well, I mean, honestly, yeah. speaking out of character here, mm-hmm. like, I had really thought that Laughing Cloud was going to become a bigger part of our campaign, and then we just kind of, we left her out in the jungle by herself, and then she was dead. So now I want to start maybe bringing more, keeping our friends close. Consolidating, okay. yeah. So, yeah. I get that. No, yeah. that makes sense yeah. to me. Because okay. I know you're running clocks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, going back into this, and, um... And another thing, I mean, our our, our associate Chelsea here, Ch- Cheldy here, our associate Cheldy here, <laughs> Cheldy Handler, that's her name, <laughs> is uh, is is so interested in learning more about the about your tribe and the and the great Laughing Dog tribe and people who lived here. If you could perhaps impart some of your wisdom to her and, and, and your history, she would so much appreciate it. She's doing. She was writing about it. I, there was lots to know about the Laughing Dog history. There are. We are a proud people, and a great oral tradition spanning back centuries. I suppose I could share some of it. And Chelsea's just got these big stars in her eyes. She's got her like journal out. She's already like sketching the pups. And they're kind of like sitting around. Uh, and was it you said that Tango were cool? Now I kept hearing that there were Tango in this jungle, but since we got here, I have not seen a single Tango. What happened to them? Who were they? Oh, there. I don't know if there was ever a, a permanent Tengu settlement in Orchid Valley, but there, one of the neighboring valleys has a, a fairly large Tengu population. Really? What's their deal? Could we go to them for help? Like, this seems pretty bad. Sure, I, we could try, I suppose. They're, they live beyond the valley in, in what is called the Bloodfeather Valley. It is dominated by the Tengu tribe there, but they are very political, and they tend not to leave their valley very often. They... There, it's a very bird area. Most, some people outside of it will just call it the aviary. Oh man, that sounds dope. Why didn't I study abroad there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have had to learn a new language and everything. They are an interesting folk. Most of them have a parrot head. Oh, I mean, no, they have a tangu head. A tangu parrot head. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of just projecting your understanding of bird anatomy on an autonomous race, which is a thing that. I was just doing to your community recently, and that's some hurt that I have to reflect on. 
this. I think I, I, I pat I pat him on the hand for a second. Like, it's okay. We just stop there. <laughs> <laughs> they are still gnolls. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, anyway, like, if you uh, if you guys want to like pack up, um, then we should probably get going. We do not want to be out here uh, when the sun sets. <sighs> Fine, we shall. Pops, and she kind of calls to them in Noel. We're good. They'll be ready. They're going to go get, collect our, my things. And you see them start kind of slinging up to the top cave, and they're they're grabbing some big bags and slinging it over their shoulder. She produces another big. Like a charred lizard on a stick, and she starts munching on it. <laughs> I'm always hungry. We have so much hippo. Oh, wonderful! I love hippo. Is it uh, is it alive still? No, we can't. No, no, it is dead. It's we better when it's alive. Uh, I think most of our friends would probably disagree. Um, so then, like, they're ready. They're ready. Yeah, to they're go. getting ready to go. Right. And I think, like, as we head down the road, um, I'm just like, so. What do you think we should tell the others? This is kind of where I imagine the camera panning away from yeah, us. Yeah, Shelly's like excitedly talking to Dreth Brightclaw about Knoll history and culture. I'm carrying the uh, wounded Knoll. Oh, really? You're helping him out? Yeah, because I'm still a snake because I got it for a whole hour and that was not that long a time. So I'm just going to stay a snake and carry the Knoll. Okay, he seems to respect your strength. Good. Yeah. Two of the pups are, ma- two of the pups are male, the other pup is female. And uh, yeah, you guys walk back to back to Poema with these three with these four knolls in tow. Yeah, and uh, good, great, and that's the end of this chapter of the Mythos Manual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you didn't see that coming, huh? Our bonus Thanks for tuning in for this week's chapter of the Mythos Manual. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a review, and we'll be sure to send you good luck on all your future roles.